0: Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, the book of 1 Samuel, chapter number 17, and we are going to look here at verse number 20 and read a couple of verses here together. 1 Samuel 17, and once you get there, as you would stand with us for the reading of God's Word, you'll come to find here is a very familiar chapter uh, in the life of David, and uh, we're going to be looking at some things here out of this chapter Uh, Chapter in this story so I encourage you keep your Bible open keep yourself there in that place We're going to look at a couple of different things And uh, one of the things You've heard me say this often That to me is amazing about God's word Is no matter how many times That we might hear preaching From a particular text From a particular story Or whatever the case might be There are things that God can pull out And reveal and Brother Chad Make you set up and pay attention to it Amen I love uh, Sister Karen When the Holy Ghost brings my nose down to the pages And says take a look here at this And Uh, And so anyway, and that is really in essence uh, uh, the way that uh, uh, I believe that that, uh, God has spoken to my heart in regards to this this morning. But Psalm, I'm sorry, not Psalms, 1 Samuel 17 and verse number 20. If you're there with me, won't you say amen? The Bible says, and David rose up early in the morning and left the sheep, With a keeper, his father's sheep, left them with a keeper and took and went, listen to this, as Jesse, his father, had commanded him, and he came to the trench as the host was going forth to the fight, amen, they're going forth to the fight, and shouted for the battle. For Israel and the Philistines had put the battle in array. Army against army. They were staging for battle. They were in position. The Bible says, and David left his carriage in the hand of the keeper of the carriage, listen, and ran into the army. Somebody shout ran. He ran into the army and came and saluted his brethren. This morning, if I may, for just a few moments, I want to preach simply on the thought, running into resistance. Amen. Running into resistance. Is there anybody in this house that by the show of a hand, you can say, I've dealt with some Resistance, amen. Oh, there's some that very quickly threw it up. One sister, yeah, she threw up both hands and said yes, amen. Resistance. That's to where there is fight, amen. To where maybe there is friction. And uh, I believe this morning, can I just tell you, I know this don't sound very popular and it sounds contrary to what your flesh might want to do But I believe that God's looking for some folks who's going to run into resistance. Amen. Resistance is going to find you no matter what. But what about those, Brother Eli, who say, I'm going to run right on into it. Amen. I believe the Lord wants to help us this morning. Would you believe with us and would you pray one more time? Father, I praise you today for your word. I thank you, Lord, for every heart and life. And I ask and pray, Lord, that you would anoint every ear, every heart in this building. Lord, I pray your word come alive and that you'd speak to us. Lord, today I ask and pray that you would anoint my mind and lips to preach that would bring you glory. I can't do this myself. Lord, in my flesh I'll fail, but Lord, I lean upon you and I'm asking you your help. Hide me behind the cross, and Lord, meet us here, I pray, in these altars. Let it not just be a saying, but let it be what's in our heart that we want to leave here different. I want to leave here different than the way I came. I want to leave here strengthened. I want somebody, Lord, to leave here today oh, with a renewed sense of strength and power. And Father, I thank you today. I'm glad today. Oh, I'm glad today the devil is defeated. I'm glad today the devil, he is a liar and in him there's no truth. And for somebody this morning who's fighting resistance, who's maybe been felt that it's better to give in and give up, Lord, I pray let, there come, let them come to life today in their spirit. Lord, I thank you for the victory in advance. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. You can be seated this morning. Look over at your neighbor and just look them right in the eye and say, we've been running into resistance this week. Amen. Go ahead and tell them. We've been running into resistance this week. Hallelujah! Resistance to resist for something. If by means of se- simple definition, as to where uh, it can be easily defined, is when you are encountering pushback. Amen. Where you are finding that there is, uh, you've come up against something, and and it is maybe not easily moved to a certain degree, and and uh, it doesn't seem to budge very well. There's some resistance. It's uh, whatever it might be is trying to hold its ground. Whatever it might be, uh, all of us, as I said, we can identify with resistance. Uh, there might be times that you have navigated through resistance in various forms and capacities. of uh, Things that you knew had to be done, that you wanted to do. Uh, things that, uh, uh, that you even needed others to be a part of in order to get it done, uh, but you've found that there was resistance for one reason or another. It can be as simple as your child, amen, resisting what it is that you're wanting to get done. And uh, I shared uh, Wednesday night, and I'll say again, my mother had a way of helping me work past my resistance, amen. Brother Mullins last weekend, he talked about, you know, parents, those parents that count to three all the time. It's apparent they never graduated high school because they can't get past three, right? And uh, and, uh, what our thoughts are sometimes when you are dealing with an obstinate child or a resistant attitude, amen. And he talked about, you know, the counting. And I thought to myself, uh, you know, my mama never counted, amen. (laughs) She never counted and she never took a time out. The only time out she took is when she needed to rest her hand from whipping me, amen. amen that was the only time there was time out mentioned but it can be resistance it can be resistance in the home it can be resistance in relationships it can be resistance that comes and fights against us amen in regards to the things that we are looking to accomplish spiritually and let me say this morning I know 100% fact I know beyond the shadow of a doubt it doesn't matter to me how Polished you look, how how put together you are on this rainy Sunday, and you'd say, Here I am. Oh, Pastor, aren't you proud of me? Yes, I'm proud. I'm glad that you're here. Amen. Oh, but can I say it doesn't matter how you look, how you sound? I'm 100 percent convinced that in recent days that it is probably unanimous in this house that there has been resistance in one form or fashion. There has been resistance. I stated several weeks back at the beginning of January when we began to embark upon these 21 days, when we began to embark upon our time of prayer and fasting, when we began to set out to be more in God's Word, I warned you, amen, I told you, I said, now listen, if you think that the enemy is going to sit back and say, well, whoa, check them out, amen, look at this." look at them all praying look at them all fasting look at them all being in God's word that he would back up and say well I, I just better leave them alone and, and I'll just I'll stay away for 21 days oh friends I forewarned you that you had another thing coming I told you I said that when we began to be stirred spiritually you'd better understand that that devil's going to be stirred as well he doesn't like it he, he can't stand for it and so understand that there is some resistance Amen. man that you have been dealing with and confronting I not only have heard of testimonies in regards in these last 21 days of the benefits of what has happened but others have also been candid others have also been very real and said pastor here's an area where I have fought here's an area where I have struggled here is an area where there's been testing and trial and can I say this morning I want to I'm not speaking braggadociously I'm not coming to you with an I told you so attitude but what I am saying this morning is there's a part of me that when resistance isn't popular and resistance isn't what we necessarily all raise our hands and sign up for resistance is not something brother you did we don't want to go into our our home or Uh, in our relationships or our job or emotionally or mentally to say, oh, I want resistance, please. I want to be in the middle of a good scrap right now. Oh, those who are sane, they don't want to do that. But here we are this morning, and here you are today in the middle of resistance, in the middle. There's been things popped up in the last few weeks. Some things have broken your heart. Some things have moved you the wrong way. Some things you are trying to be triumphant over and you are fallen on your face over and over again. I want to tell the church, welcome to resistance. But I believe in this house before we leave here that God has some people who can stand and say, I'm going to thank him in my resistance. I'm going to praise him in the fight. I'm going to pursue the adversary and all that God has for me to do, and has for me to accomplish, somebody who's willing, listen to me, to run into the resistance. You understand is that the stage has been set. We're familiar familiar on many levels with this story of David and Goliath. Our children even can give you the specifics. A young man in our school, his father is an evangelist. And in one of our chapel services, he raised his hand. And I called him by name. He said, Brother Jake, he said, can I testify this morning? I said, you sure can, Grant. And he said, he, he came up down there front in front of the altars and he said, I just want to testify. And he said, I, he's always looking for opportunity to preach. He said, I just want to testify. He said, I want to tell you about what Jesus, what God did on behalf of David. And he began in great detail, Brother Chad. He began to recount all of the scenarios and all the facts of the story. And he got excited. He said, My favorite part about this story is when David takes the sword and he cut he he got real he got real excited he said he cut the head amen off good life he said he looked at me and said that's my favorite part I looked at his teacher and said we're gonna take scissors away from him <laughs> no, not really amen but even a child can tell you about the details of David and Goliath and all of these things. The stage is set. Army is set against army. The, battles, the battlefield is ready. And the Bible says this. There's a couple of things this morning that I want to remind you of why you must run into resistance. Amen. Maybe today you're a little gun shy. Maybe today you're a little prickly. Even when I say it because you'd say but you don't know the resistance brother Jacob. You don't know the fight been going on. There are some, might I tell you, that some things that you've been praying for worked out completely opposite of how you prayed. Amen. There's about four amens and those are the four most honest people in the church this morning. There's things you prayed for and it didn't work out the way you thought to yourself. My goodness, I'm praying, I'm fasting. I mean, I hadn't been. I had one person said, Brother "Jake, I didn't know I was so addicted to Facebook." Amen. Said so that. I said, "I." He said, "I go without food all day long." But boy, he said that Facebook was that's a challenge for me. Amen. He said, "I didn't know." He said, "What in whatever capacity you think, man? I'm doing this. I'm laying this down. I'm picking up these good habits. I'm doing this, and I mean." We get to we get excited, and you should be excited. But you get to think it's say, "Man, all of heaven's going to open. Every prayer I've been praying is going to be answered. Every kid that that's and run from God, going to be saved. There's going to be peace in the house. I'm going to I'm going to be prosperous. I'm, I'm going I'm paying my tithe. I'm giving my offering. I mean, God, I'm, I'll probably be a millionaire for the 21 days. Of- but instead. But instead, chaos has ensued. Instead, God showed up and he said, I hear what you're praying for. He said, but now I'm going to ask some hard things of you. God said, instead of it working out in the way that you thought, in the way that fairy tales, where dreams come true, in regards to those things, here we are, Brother Ben, and we're looking at things and saying, well, Brother Jake, you don't understand. I mean, the, uh, the home got more crazy. I mean to tell you, the kids have absolutely lost their mind. We dealt with sickness, and we dealt with this. I've got a prodigal in the house, and they're meaner, more rebellious than they've ever been. What are we going to do when we are in these situations? What are we going to do, amen, when what you're praying for? What happens when you've been praying for God to provide? And it seems that every door's been closed, And it seems like everything's taken a different route. You are up against resistance. But it does not mean you lost. And it does not mean that God forgot. And it does not mean that God is able. But I believe God's looking for somebody who will trust him and run into that resistance. Multiple times God spoke directly to Joshua as Moses had died. And he said, be strong. Be of good courage. Fear not. Amen. I want to tell somebody that right now you're looking at resistance. And you'd say, Brother Jacob, resistance is winning. Hell is winning and the devil is laughing. My mind, is, my mind is all over. My emotions all over the place. I thought I'd feel stronger. I thought I'd feel more solid. But can I tell you this morning. If there's one thing that you ought to take heart in. If there's one thing you ought to do. Sometimes brother Gold. The only thing we can do. Is say if I can't rejoice over anything else. I can rejoice. I'm here today. In his presence. I'm still standing. I have haven't quit yet devil. I'm still holding on. I'm going to keep putting one foot in front of another. Hey man, you see often in these moments of resistance is where we are the most vulnerable. This is where you, can I say this morning that there are several of you you are on a precipice. This could go one way or another. You're either going to retreat because of resistance. You're going to retreat. You're going to throw your hands up and you'd say, listen, listen very carefully. Brother Josh, it's easy to say, it was easier when I didn't try so hard. Do you know I've had new converts tell me before? Said, Brother Jake, I never fought the devil like this when I was lost. I said, you know why? Because he had you then. (laughs) He had you then. Now he don't have you. Now he's going to fight you. Amen. I want you to notice here a couple of things very quickly. One of the things that I believe will help you as we look to run into resistance is first I want you to recognize is that it was David's responsibility Well, what do you mean, Brother Jacob? He was a young man. Some might even think that he just happened, Brother Chris, upon the battle. That he just happened to show up. There are some that overlook some of the things that got him to the battlefield in the first place. You have to understand at this point in time that David has already been anointed as king. As who would take that seat? Who would take that throne? And listen, some would stop and shout and rejoice. There. David, if he if he wanted to in his flesh, sister Rice, he could have marched around the house and looked at his brothers and said, Looky here, boys. You're better mind your P's and Q's. You're looking at the next king of Israel, right? He could have done, he could have had an arrogant attitude, whatever. Brother Chad, he could have thought, Oh, everything's come together. I've hit the pinnacle, I've hit the place. This is what it is. But no, we come to find that brother Eli after he had been anointed in his household, in front of his brothers, in front of his father. Do you know what happened the next day? I'll tell you what happened after the oil dried up off of his clothes and dried up out of his hair and dried up, he would probably wasn't even shaving yet. Amen. Dried up off his baby face. Know what he did, Brother Eli? The sun came up and Daddy went in there and he shook the king out of his bed and he said, Hey, he said, Boy, you get back out there in the pasture. You get back out there, you've got a job to do. You've got responsibility. Let me tell you this, when God is moving and the miraculous is happening, And God has spoken some things into your life That is not the time To take your hands off the plow And say I'm going to put this baby on cruise control You know what makes me nervous I saw another commercial For another vehicle that drives itself Scares me to death I, don't, I know there's some of you, you can't help, but uh, you're, you've been doing self-driving vehicles ever since texting was in, invented, right? I, so say, it ain't, it ain't new to me. When it became against the law to text and drive, I saw right here in Beaumont, uh, you know, the news was interviewing people, and I, I, I promise you, they picked the strangest people to interview. I'm not trying to sound ugly. It's just true. It's true. Amen. I think, come on now. Beaumont can be represented a little bit better than that. (laughs) Where's all the sane folks at? Amen. And there's... there is a, they interviewed this lady and they said, well, what do you think? They first, they said, do you text and drive? She said, oh, yes, I do. I've got to. I, I have a business and I do this and I do that. And they said, well, what do you think about the new law? She said, well, I'm not really too worried about the law. And she said, I am a professional texter. I didn't know that was a title. Amen. I'm a professional texter. And, the, and, and it even kind of stumped the news person. They said, well, uh, how do you become a professional, professional texter? And, and how does that correlate to while you're driving? She said, well, you know, there's other ways to navigate that vehicle, you know. And she's trying to demonstrate. I thought, good Lord, somebody, somebody send police and just pick her up right now. Amen. <laughs> just pick her up right now. Because Sister Mildred, she would be the one, while she's professionally texting, would run right into me. Amen. On the highway. And I, and I say this, listen, I, I know I'm being funny, but here's the deal. Is that there are too many, that there's moments when things are good and strong. Hear me, I want, I want some of you new converts to hear what Pastor's saying right now. There's times when you come into this thing that everything you pray, God is answering that prayer. Everything that you're doing, I mean, he feels so close. Sister Anna, I mean, like you could just reach out and touch him. And I thank God for that. He knows that as we come in, we know need that but then there's some things now you're graduating now there's some things you're stepping into and you're looking around and you're praying and you say well last time I mean God showed right up and it all worked out but now there's crickets and now it seems like God's not talking to me and now it seems like things are harder is it God's will for me to struggle is it God's will for me to be in this resistance can I tell somebody right now is that David he showed up amen on this battlefield not just because he said well I'm going to go do this but the Bible tells us amen that the word of God said that his father amen listen to this when David rose up and left the sheep with the keeper and took and went listen as Jesse had commanded him I want to tell somebody don't you let the devil talk you out of where you are right now don't you give up any ground don't you back up and run don't you leave the premises there's somebody here this morning you ought to dig your feet in and say I'm here by divine appointment and the mandate of my father and if I'm going to fight resistance so be it but I'm following the voice of the one who sent him Hear me, hear me, God's will does not equate perfection, God's will does not equate ease, God's will does not equate no struggles. Many of the church get totally bent out of shape, ready to quit because you think that because of the resistance you're out of God's will. And nothing, somebody shout nothing. I want to be sure you're awake, half of you said it. Nothing, nothing comes easy in God's will. You're going to fight. You're going to battle. Well, Brother Jacob, you're saying things that, yes, I already know. But listen, David had responsibility to get there. His daddy, if you were to read, Jesse told him, said, I've got corn. I've got bread, I've got cheese, I want you to take it down, I want you to see how your brothers are doing. He left the sheep, he left one place of responsibility. Listen to this, he left a place he was comfortable in. Sheep made sense to David. Shepherding was nearly second nature to him. He'd proven himself, brother Eli, in the pasture. He had. He proved himself. He spent days and time out there, Brother Danny. Matter of fact, it's believed that a majority of psalms was written while he was out there in the pasture. He was comfortable. He had private time to pray, he could write his songs, he could play on his harp. Then that's he'd pet his sheep. I mean, everybody, everything just perfect in David's world. Because see, when he went home, his brothers despised him. Read it. They didn't like him. Didn't like him. His own father overlooked him. And so, it did him no good. There was problem at home. There was peace in the pasture. It was easy for him in that he was comfortable Oh, he dealt with elements in the pasture. We'll read some of it here shortly. Lions and bears, tigers, oh my. There wasn't a tiger, but there was all the, all these things that was going on. But see, when he went to the house he was made fun of. When he went to the house he was disregarded. When he went to the house, whatever he did Brother Coleman, he couldn't get the approval of his father. I mean, none of these things, none of these things matter. So for him the pastor was comfortable. But dad says, I need you, you're going to leave the sheep with somebody else. And I need you to go and check on your brothers. See how they're doing. Take them this food. I want you to take and see Uh, Take a pledge of them. See what's going on in the situation. And the Bible said that when that carriage got stopped and set, David looked out there and he saw the army of Israel and he saw the army of the Philistines as they were getting into position the Bible says the battle was in array they were getting staged and they were getting set and brother Coleman David did not talk to the carriage driver and say hey brother hang here for just a minute he didn't go brother Chad and just set the corn and the bread and the cheese down at a place and said they can come up here and get it I'm going to jump back in the carriage he didn't say get me back to the pasture where it's safe he didn't say get me back I want to tell somebody the resistance that you're facing is what's going to catapult you into another place that God has for you the demons you're fighting now I'll tell you when you get to a new level you will fight brand new devils but the devil is still under the feet of the master he's still victorious our God is still able and I want to tell somebody Somebody quit looking for a way out. He didn't say, Oh man, look at this. It's getting ready to go down, and I'm going back home. Too many of us, we see the battle in array. Hadn't been fought yet, nobody involved in anything yet. They're just getting staged. And the stage is intimidating. The stage is overwhelming. The Bible says that he left matter of fact let's just read it. I want you to see this again cuz so I don't want you to miss it. Listen what it says. And David left his carriage in the hand of the keeper of the carriage. And I underlined this and italicized it and put it in bold. Look here. And ran into the army. Amen. He got that stuff. I can, Can't you see him? He's got corn, bread, and cheese. He's got it all strapped on him. He's still, because he's there as part of responsibility. I want to tell you something right now, church. Here your pastor this morning. Some resistance you're in. The battlefield you're on right now. You're not there accidentally. You are there on purpose. And while you're there, you have responsibility. The sheep, the pasture, that's being taken care of by another. I know it's easy to look back, so you're going to say, boy, it was so easy over there. Right here where I'm at, it's uncomfortable. Right here where I'm at, boy, this new venture, this new level, these new depths, these new Because it's easy for us. Oh, it's easy in prayer meeting to walk around here, say, Oh God, take me deeper. Oh Lord, draw me closer. Oh Lord, do this and do that. But do you know what you're praying for? Come on here. You might as well change out those words and say, Oh, Lord, put me in the middle of the fight. Oh, Lord, let me wrestle with my flesh. Oh, Lord, let me fight the devil. Because if we're going to reach new place, if we're going to go deeper, if we're going to know him like we've never known him before, Paul said that I may know him. And what did he say? In the fellowship of his suffering. He didn't say celebration. He didn't say revival He didn't say party time He said that I might know him In the fellowship of his suffering He said but it's there I will find the power Of his resurrection I will find the power Of the spirit That same spirit That raised Christ From the dead It will dwell in you But it's only going to dwell In Sister Christi, if we will put ourselves and follow the marching orders, the responsibility. Hear me. We've gotten comfortable. We've gotten cushioned. We've been catered to and we've been coddled. We don't want to have a hard time. We don't want our kids to have a hard time. Amen, Brother Jake. Well, I love my babies. I know you do. But if you keep running to the rescue on everything, they're going to be spoiled brats. safe, Shan? Is it safe? Okay. Don't leave this house and you're mad at, I can't, he called my babies. No. You said that. I said in general, what happens to is that when we are always looking for comfort, coddle, and we are never confronted with resistance, we become weak. We become unproductive. We become soft and we never rise to the occasion. You're fighting resistance because it is responsibility for you to stand there, square off and it's going to cause you to pray like you've never prayed. It's going to cause you to see God like you've never seen him before. You want to see things Chad in your life then get ready my friend, it's going to come. And can I say this, if we know this let's quit acting so surprised. I ate my Wheaties this morning. I'm ready to go. Not really, but I drank a big old cup of black coffee. Amen. Amen. Responsibility. There's responsibility. The success of this next generation is contingent upon your responsibility of what you're going to do. Right here, right now. If mom and dad are always falling apart, arms up, crying, everything's a crisis, never can't, can't get to church, can't do this, can't give, can't serve, can't, it's just full of can'ts. Then don't be surprised when your kids and you're wanting them saved and you're wanting them full of the spirit and you're wanting them involved in things of the church. Don't be surprised when they sit there and they resist you. Because what have we showed them? All we've done is talk about and celebrate the fact that we can't get past resistance. I better move on. I may just have one shot. It's not raining. We're going to keep on for a little bit. Listen, I want you to remember. You have a responsibility where you are, but there are things that have got you to this place that you need to remember. I want you to notice is that David, in all of this, he was not seeking things in his own self. When he gets there and he delivers this food, his brothers, he's sitting there looking. He's listening to Goliath, and he's sitting around, and he says, some call him naive. Some say, well, his brother said, I know the naughtiness of your heart. His brothers, who couldn't stand him, they're picking on him again. So, why are you even here? Won't you go back and go play your harp somewhere? You're not built for battle. You don't know nothing about what's going on. Just go home. David's looking around and he said, who, who is going to shut the mouth of this giant? Who's going to shut this guy up? He's sitting here and he's blaspheming our God. He's talking about the armies of Israel and everybody here. Everybody here is all upset. Everybody here is all scared to death. Who's going to do something? Well, let me just tell you this. When you're looking around and you're saying there's resistance everywhere, who's going to do something? I know what we'll do. We'll call Brother Jacob. He'll come and. Da, 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 da. You didn't know that I go into the phone booth and come out super pastor, did you? You didn't know that. Don't let this Clark Kent look. fool you. Come on here. Don't let will just We'll just call. listen. I'm happy to pray for you. I'm happy to counsel you. I'm happy to sit and visit with you. I'll pray in these altars. I'll cry with you. I'll shout with you. I'll rejoice. Whatever it takes. Hear me. As long as you're on, I'm on. You're on my watch. I'll do whatever it takes to help you make heaven your home. If you got to ride these altars to glory, baby, then we're going to ride them. Buckle up, and we'll do it. Come on here. Oh, but let me tell you this. There comes a point when you're in resistance and you're looking around and you're saying who can I get I need the pastor, I need the church I need mama, I need daddy I need grandpa, I need grandma I need this one, can I say there's some you might say I need my spouse I need my kids I'm going to tell you David later said when my mother and my father forsake me, when everybody else runs, when I can't find nobody else God is mine he's my father, he's my mother, my doctor, my I want somebody in this house to remember God is still faithful And he is still with you In the middle of your resistance Quit running for somebody else to solve the problem They can't No matter how much they love you They can't You are responsible for what you're going to do here So remember, they're trying to talk David out of it. The enemy will do his best to talk you out of it, out of every place, out of every decision. He'll try to make you second guess, make you doubt, make you wonder, make you worry. But David, we know I don't have to touch base on all the story. David's there. They try to give him Saul's armor. His brothers tried to send him home. They bring him to Saul. Saul says, you're just a youth. There's no... This ain't going to work. Could somebody please come get Johnny. Get him home. Right? What are you doing here? And here's what David said. Again, David was not arrogant. He was not cocky. But he was a man who remembered and was confident in who God was. And he told him, he said, sir. He said, I want you to understand. He said, there was a lion and there was a bear that came up against me when I was watching my father's sheep. Do you know what the Bible, for the sake of time, I'm not going to go back and read it. You read it. You read it. But it goes, he says this. He says, and I went out after him. Now, I do not believe for one minute, Dr. Wilson, that as when David says, I went out after the bear and the lion, that he... do that, they came in to destroy and devour his sheep. So this was not a casual stroll. It wasn't, well, I'll I'll hang back about 500 feet and we'll just see how this works out. Uh Uh-uh. The Bible doesn't use the word ran, but Sister Cindy, I can't help but believe that when it says he went out after them, it meant he ran after them. Because they were after that which was precious to him. So this wasn't David's first run into resistance. And he remembered. And so he's rehearsing this. And he says, King, here's what you've got to remember. I went out after them. And this is what he said. He didn't say, by my good looks. He said, I didn't play my harp. And they fell asleep. And I got the sheep. He didn't say that. But he said, the Lord delivered them. Into my hand. Come on somebody. When you know. It's kind of like. If I can allude it to. There was times. We'd be out on the basketball court. On the playground. And what you would do sometimes. Is you would shoot. To see who gets first pick. I always hoped they'd pick me to shoot. Because I knew I was a pretty good shot. And most of the time. That afforded me the first pick. And so I already knew, Brother Danny, I knew out there who I wanted on my side. And so when we, we you know, get first pick, and I'd say, I want so-and-so. And then especially you're up against people who they you know, you know, never played before, uh, played you before, or your, your group of guys or whatever, and then you say, I want this one, I want this one. Well, through each pick, Nathan, what would happen, just get a little bit more confident because they say, you don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. We're going to win this thing we're going to we're going to win this ball game not because i because i can i am going to do it all but because i've got confidence in who is with me he said the lord delivered them into my hand I want to tell you there are some things you need to remember. There's some things, Sister Belinda, you've got to remember that God has done. There are some things that you've got to remember, Sister Gold, prayers that He has answered. These are trophies. These are things that we can hold on to. Those answered prayers and the times when God made a way. And the times when He moved. And the times, uh, let me say, Brother Keith, the times when we've seen uh, little breakthroughs. There's been times, Sister Shan, where you've noticed a difference. And you've said God's doing the work. Hold on to these moments. Remember. Remember what he did for you in the altar, sister Anna. Remember what he did for you, brother Eddie. Remember what it's been like. Because you will come into resistance. And the only thing you've got is not your talent. It's not your skill. It's not your preacher. It's not your church. But it said that the Lord gave this unto me I want to tell somebody God's put some things in your life and answered some prayers so you can stand and say had it not been for the Lord who was on my side my feet would have slipped I would have fallen I would have failed you know what it says he did it before he'll do it again Somebody in here, you just need to remember. You need to remind yourself when you're praying. Just say, God, your credit's good with me. I know what you've done. I know what you're capable of. I remember. And because of that memory. Brother Danny, Sister Carolyn, if you'll come. He pursued the reward. Hear me. The Bible says, and I'm not going to get through the whole conversation between David and Goliath. You want to read the specifics, go back and read it. But we find... After Goliath laughs, makes fun, all of those things, David already had prepared himself. And the Bible says that when that Philistine, it says he arose and he moved towards David. That gripped my heart. Because for some, you acknowledge resistance. For some, you understand there's responsibility right where you are. For some, you'd say, okay, I can remember what God's done. I don't have a problem with that. But now I'm going to ask you, what do you do when the giants, the Bible says that Goliath was the champion of the Philistines? I can't find record of it, so I'm going to believe it. Not adding anything to scripture. I believe it to be proven because of the wording that's used. He was their champion. The Bible said. They warned David said. You're but a lad. And said he's been a man of war since his youth. You know what I believe? I believe what they were trying to say. And what knowledge they had. Was the fact that he was undefeated. He was very confident. Send me out a man. He said. He said. If we win, essentially, we take all that you have. Your children, your wives, your goods, we're taking everything. Doesn't that sound like the devil? And he said, if you win, he said, you can have all that we have. Just an off the cup, shoot from the hip kind of a deal. Well, you know, come on. Because he he wasn't worried. He was worried supposedly undefeated I'm going to tell you when he stood up and he began to move I want to tell somebody in this house you say all right praise God yes I can run into resistance but I'm gonna tell you something be ready because that enemy he will rise up and he will move your direction the Word of God says he is as a roaring lion and he seeks he's moving he's hunting He's looking for whom he may devour. Isn't it interesting that he's referred to as a lion? And it was God who gave a lion into David's hand. Isn't it something that he's compared to as a lion, Brother Eli? But our Savior is also called a lion, but says he is the lion of the tribe of Judah. Judah. Come on here. One who roars and looks to intimidate and one who takes care of business. Our Savior. And it said that as that Philistine, he rose up and he moved towards David. Now here's the real test of resolve. The Bible says he ran at him. David. Ran at Goliath, slinging stone in hand, running at him. He had already declared his defeat. He said, you come to me with sword and shield. He said, I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord. Now to get to Grant's favorite part. The Bible says that stone sunk in his head and Goliath fell dead over and apparently David kept running. Because if you pick up and keep reading, it says there was no sword in David's hand but he ran to Goliath, took the sword out of his sheath and cut the head off that giant. Reward. Reward. You know what the other part of the reward was? Not just to celebrate, but the Bible says, Brother Jerry the Bible says "As when that happened when he fell and that bloody head rolled off of his shoulders said all of Israel they shouted and they what? They ran from where they were and they pursued the Philistines and the Bible said they pursued them and they killed them from one valley to another. I want to tell somebody in this house when you are ready to run into resistance there's something powerful that happens where somebody else says, well, Brother Chad was running, and so now I can run. And then somebody looks and says, well, Brother Chad and Brother Jacob's running. And so therefore I can run too Oh can I tell you What begins to happen When you run into it And before you know it You've got a whole army behind you Before you know it You've got a group of people That are running into resistance And the reward is There is defeat Of that adversary Stand with me all over this house If you would Can we lift our hands to heaven? Come on, right where you are. I want somebody right now who'll worship. I want somebody right now who'll call upon the Lord. I want somebody right now who'll say, oh, Lord, here I am. You see the resistance. Lord, you know the battles I've been fighting and facing. Lord, you know what's been going on in my mind and my spirit. Lord, you know the places I failed and I faltered. Lord, you know the prayers I prayed, and it didn't get better, but it seemingly got worse. God, you know the resistance, but I'm here by divine ordinance. I'm here by divine responsibility. I'm here because my Father put me here. And I'm going to remember, oh, somebody ought to praise him and say, Lord, I remember what you did. Lord, I remember how you delivered I remember even if there are glimmers of hope, I'm going to remember. And I'm going to remember that if you've done it for me before, you can do it again. And Lord, I'm going to run. I'm going to run with because of responsibility. I'm going to run because I remember. And I'm going to run into resistance knowing there's a great reward. You are experiencing pushback because the enemy does not want you getting close To reward that's ahead of you. Family members that'll be saved. Healing that'll come in your body. Your mind that'll be made right. Addictions that'll fall completely. Hearts that'll be made new. He wants to keep you away from the reward. But I believe God's got some folks in this house. He wants you to run into the resistance. Because there's great reward with what God's going to do. Somebody in here needs to see that you're running so that they will run themselves. I, this morning, don't know what's going on in every personal life. But this morning, if you're here and say, Brother Jacob, count me as one. I want to run to resistance. I want to run into it. I'm going to fight. I'm going to be there because of my responsibility. I'm not going to look and backtrack. I'm not going to try to have somebody else solve my problem. But somebody this morning, you need to be willing to dig in deep. You need to be willing to stand and having done all to stand. If that's us, why don't we come? Find ourselves a place in these altars this morning. Why don't you come this morning and say, God, would you help me today? Would you help me today? In the middle of this resistance, in the middle of this fight. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Brother Heath. Will you move? Will you move those? Will you move those out of the way?